different direction this week. If you got your Bibles, I, I, let's go look at uh, Exodus chapter number one. Is what we're going to look at. And uh, man, if if the IRS listens to this message, they'll really be knocking on our door <clears throat> because they'll take it out of context. It could easily be taken out of context and out of out of heart. I guess it could be. Uh, we've been looking at uh, basically states' rights, the Tenth, tenth Amendment, and uh, why our founding fathers. That was a pretty debated, contentious amendment, um, and and because it's such a fine line, and, and I tried to get that across last Sunday night, and I don't know if I did, but the states' rights issue is is basically this: the United States, there it is, of America, is basically 50, not 52 yet, but 50. That's a joke. 50 basically small countries. Nothing like the UN, but we're 50 small countries that are governed and sovereigned over by the United States federal government. But where we've come in our nation's history is where most of the founding fathers on one side of the debate feared we would go, is this, where we've delegated too much power to the federal government, where we've lost our voice in local issues and in state issues. And um, I, I hope that as we've gone through this, you can kind of see a lot of the issues that are up for debate today is because of the loss of states' rights, gay marriage. Um, we're kind of seeing right now uh, this marijuana issue that is, and it happens like this with everything. The marijuana issue pops up in a few states. Well, we're just a few years away from a national debate, and that's what they call it, a national debate, and then it'll have a blanket-wide law. And the problem with that is Ohio has already voted, which our Governor Kasich <coughs> didn't abide by. We voted in Ohio, if you remember, last fall, and we said no, no recreational, no medical. And it was just a few short weeks later our governor said, ah, we can do medical, that's fine. Now, whether you're on board with medical marijuana or not, the people voted no. So it doesn't matter whether you're for it or against it. Um, the, the people of Ohio said no, not absolutely not, and not by a little bit either. It was vast majority, so it uh, should have never been an issue. So we kind of see that happening in our day and age now. And, um, man, I, I don't know if you were here for the government series that we looked at last summer, but I think we all agreed it was pretty depressing. And uh, that kind of lined right up with the election. And after the election, I, I don't know about you guys, but I just felt like, whew, Maybe it's not as bad as what I was leading it up to be because the week before the election, I think we were all up here crying like Hillary's going to be our president. This thing's going downhill fast. This is horrible. It's over. We might as well just quit. And I felt that way. <laughs> I think we might even held a little, I think we took account. And I think Vera's the only one. Vera is the only one that predicted the election right in here, if I remember right. Is that right? Huh? I think, it, I think you were. I think we said... Not who you, do you want to win, who do you think is going to win Thursday? And we all, I think it was almost unanimous except for Vera. She, her, her power of prophecy is with her. <laughs> she was right. The rest of us was, were wrong. And the next Sunday night, we all just came in with smiles and we said, hmm, I guess we can just wad up everything we've been talking about. It's hunky-dory. But not so much, is it? Because now we have such a division in this nation and I asked the question uh, our, our very first night of why that is, why there's such contention and division in our nation, why this racial thing is such a big deal. Uh, we've got the NFL just 
acting like babies and they're saying it's because of racial. It's not racial. If it was racial, they wouldn't have all protested when the president said, don't do it. So that shows me that it's not racial, it's political, and it's, it's total bias towards that. And uh, I got in just a minute Facebook argument today with, with a, a very conservative guy. Uh, he's all for the, the kneeling um, because he views it as racial. And I said, no, it's, there's nothing racial about it. It's disrespect to our country. It's disrespect to our, our veterans. It's disrespect globally to the American ideology because when we have an American team on a foreign soil that will kneel and bow for our national anthem being played, the entire world sees that. So they see us as divided. And when we're talking about taking down all of our uh, uh, monuments all throughout the country, changing schools from uh, Thomas Jefferson, Washington, uh, it, it, all we're doing is trying to erase our history. And the reason they're trying to erase our history is because if they can portray our founding fathers as a bunch of bigots and narcissists and whatever they label our current president as, then it's basically disregard their, their opinion. And if we disregard our founding fathers' opinion, what have we done? We might as well just throw our United States Constitution away because they were just a bunch of hate mongers. So, um, and, and if you'll watch with that idea in mind, you'll see what's happening to our nation. We're being divided. And I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I have a tinfoil hat at home, but I don't put it on a whole lot. Does anybody wear their tinfoil hat regularly? <laughs> so when I hear things, I, 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 try, I almost grab it. I don't put it on. I grab it. <laughs> Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, so when I hear the shooting last week, it perked my ears up because, because on national TV, someone said the week before, hmm, interesting. During the Obama administration, we averaged a mass shooting every other month. And we haven't, as a nation, had a mass shooting since the guy in Washington, D.C. That, that shot up the Republican softball team. That was like on a Tuesday. And then, lo and behold, look what we had happen. And I'm not saying that what we had happen was because of that. Kind of what I alluded to this morning. When I, when I say conspiracy, I don't think of like a big government conspiracy. I, I look at spiritual forces that are behind these things. They're inspiring these people to do these wicked things, and they have an agenda. And, and it's just to destroy this country. If they can take down the United States, what have they done? We're the salt and the light of the world. We are a Christian nation. It's acknowledged. I don't care if the last president acknowledged that or not. We are a Christian nation, and when and when people around the world look at the United States and think of the United States, they think freedom, they think liberty, they think prosperity, and those are all good attributes. I mean, what other country has sent hundreds of thousands of, of boys across the ocean to fight a fight that we didn't have any business in? This country, we, we did that. Uh, and then when we won, what did we do? It became the United States of Europe, right? No, we came home. We left it. We came home. The same way in, in Korea. Is it, is it South Korea, the United States? No, it, it's Korea. It, we have a station, and we send people there today to defend that country. And if it wasn't for that, there would be no South Korea. Uh, and we, yeah, we get some financial stuff from some of that, but it costs us more than what we what we get in return. Same way with the Middle East. Uh, I've said for years when, when the big debate comes up, well, we've spent trillions of dollars in the Middle East, 
and we don't get anything from return, I say, well, when we're done, how about we send them, we get them a bill. Hey, pay us when you can. We'll take it in oil. That's fine. You know, that won't replace the lives, but it will replace some of the equipment and, man, and, and, and things, and I don't, anyway, we don't do that. So there's nothing for us to gain largely by the United States, and, and we've become a thing of freedom. So, oh, rebels, rebels. I want you to think not so much Civil War because if you know that the South was considered rebels, and I told you I'm, I'm Yankee and Ohio born and bred, um, but when you think of rebels, do you think good or bad? Bad. Bad? Doesn't it depend on how you look at it? I guess it depends on how you look at it. Am I right? Cody is just going to giggle when I do this. This is, this is Cody's thing. Looky what I have here. Now, I wouldn't do this with an American flag. But what? That is an American flag. I knew he'd say that. If I got it the right way, can you read it? Now, what is that? Don't. Don't you think of it. Tell us. What is it again so everybody can hear you? Gadsden. This was the first American flag. Does anybody know that? Now, now, just on face value, when you look at this, what do you think? Does this look like really good or does it look bad? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, this, this has become the flag of the, the Tea Partiers and um, uh, in recent history, a lot of NRA guys and everything. But why is that? I mean, you, you look at this thing and you're like, ooh, that's a snake. That's got to be evil, right? That's, that's got to be bad. It's got to be bad. And I often, I wondered that when I, when I was a kid, when I learned that this was the history of this flag, and uh, I kind of wondered where this came from. I'm going to drape it here. God, I might make Cody mad because it is American flag. No, I bought it. No, I've had it for a while. I was going to make it a headliner, you know, redneck stuff. <laughs> But um, so so why why the snake? I guess I'll, I'll uh, uh, give you just I won't give you a whole I've got a whole article on the ah, we won't go to that. There, it's a neat history on this flag. Basically, like Cody said, is the first American flag. It's the Gadsden flag. But why the snake? And I'd always wondered that. And this isn't like American folklore or historian guesses or or anything from a. a now, what has, if it was ever there, it's, it's been lost since, but an article written by a, a, an anonymous person in 1775 in the Pennsylvania Journal, so they have this record of this, uh, in an article wrote the, the premise of the Gadsden flag is this, why a snake? Why, not just a snake, but a rattlesnake. I think a rattlesnake, I get... We were in Tennessee, and my rebellious wife did not listen to me. I said, don't go over there. There's snakes. And she just about stepped over a log, and it was that big around, and it was all coiled up. It was a rattlesnake, and I had never seen a rattlesnake in my life. I don't really like snakes. I'm not afraid of them, but I, the ones that can kill you, I really don't like them. <clears throat> so why? She almost, treaded on, she almost tread on him. So why a snake, a rattlesnake particular? And, and, and once, once I kind of dug into this this week, it... it because I, I ne really never knew why a snake. Do you know why a snake, Cody? Maybe you'll... I, I did. He did. It never attacks. 
A rattlesnake never attack. Something bigger. No, a mouse is going to attack. But something, something that it can't eat <laughs> is never going to attack. Once engaged, it never surrenders. It never retreats, and it always gives fair warning. It's not a foe to be treaded on. That's direct from the uh, anonymous article in, in 1775 from the Pennsylvania Journal. And I thought, wow, if that's not America, really? I mean, right. If that's not, gives warning. It doesn't retreat. Um, um, I can't say never attacks because there's been times where we've, we've attacked. Um, but when engaged, it doesn't surrender, and, it's, it's, uh, and it always warns. America is good about that. We, we always warn. So I thought, hmm, I think I, think I have a new ideology of this, this flag and, and what it stands for. And basically what, why this was the, the first American flag was because a bunch of rebels, rebels, rebelled against a tyrannical government. So were those guys bad rebels or good rebels? <laughs> we were going to read all of Exodus chapter, uh, a couple chapters, but... Uh, in Exodus chapter number 1, if you'll remember, the midwives were rebels. Remember what the midwives, the, the king said, every male child, I want you to kill it. They rebelled, didn't they? They rebelled. Uh, Exodus chapter number 14, when the nation of Israel is, 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 has fleed across the Red Sea, that rebel, rebellious Israeli army, with their leader, Moses, by the direction of God, stood up, held his hands up, and dropped the sea on that entire army. Bunch of rebels. Bunch of rebels. Uh, King Saul commanded the people not to eat. In 1 Samuel chapter number 14, he commanded the entire people not to eat. He said, he said, don't eat. But guess what? His son Jonathan didn't get the word, and his son Jonathan ate. And Saul said, man, i got to make a showing. So he brought his son Jonathan up, and he was going to kill his son Jonathan just to show the people that he meant business. And the entire people stood up for Jonathan and said, it's not fair, it's not right, it's not just. And in, 40, in chapter, verse number 45 of that chapter, uh, King backed down because of a bunch of rebels. Uh, we see uh, in 1 Kings chapter number 18 that Obadiah disobeyed Queen Jezebel and he hid, now he, part of their command was to seek out and find these prophets so that they could be killed. And he hid 100 prophets, put them in hiding in direct rebellion to Queen Jezebel and saved 100 prophets' life because he chose to do so. Sounds like a rebel to me. Uh, Daniel, Daniel is f just full of rebellion, isn't it? Daniel refused to eat the king's meat. Daniel refused to bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel refused to not pray. That's a rebel. He, he rebelled. Um, oh, Jesus. How about Jesus? You think Jesus was a rebel? Jesus overturned the tables in the temple, didn't he? The, part of the reason that Jesus died was because of his re rebellion. Now, we know that was Jesus rebellious? He was opposite. He was obedient, wasn't he? Uh, we see that uh, Peter and John... In the New Testament, remember, they, they arrested them and they threatened them the more so. You stop preaching this Jesus or, or else. And does anybody know what their comment was? 
We'll look at that one real quick. We haven't even opened the Bible. I think it's Acts 4. Uh, I just looked this up. Acts 4. I guess I, I, re I recalled that one. Oh, this is an enlightened Bible drill. We're not just looking for a verse. We're looking for a phrase. I'll tell you what it is if you can find it. It's better to obey God than man was their direct quote to those. Five twenty nine. So better to obey God than man. <clears throat> I was thinking four. We ought to obey God rather than man. So I guess that would kind of make them rebels, wouldn't it? It's rebellious to what was not right. <clears throat> um, think about this. In the future, during the uh, uh, tribulation time, the Antichrist will demand that every person on the face of the earth will worship him. And what happens if they don't? They'll be beheaded. And there'll be Jews that will refuse to worship the Antichrist. I guess that's rebels, isn't it? So why I mention all this biblical things, um, let me read you this, uh, this real quick. On July 4th, 1776, whoo, after approving the Declaration of Independence, Congress chose Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Benjamin Franklin to design a great seal for our new country. Benjamin Franklin proposed a f the phrase, does anybody know what that phrase was? Do you have that picture up, Cody? Is it there? Pull, pull that. This is, this is the first seal that our nation ever had. The, the, the first seal that we ever had. With the right of self-governance, the American government was set up to not be established, but to protect the rights of its people to self-determination. And this is the very first seal of the United States of America. What does it say? Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Isn't that interesting? Our, our country's found on a bunch of rebels. Who can decipher what that scene is on the center of the seal? Yep, yep. Here we've got the pillar of fire and smoke in the back. Here we have Moses with his arms up, the nation of Israel, and the tyrannical government drowning in the Red Sea. You think we're founded on a Christian nation? You, you kind of think, I kind of think we're founded on a Christian nation. So our three of our most famous, and, and remember Jefferson, he's the, he's the atheist of the bunch. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Benjamin Franklin put their heads together and designed the seal, of this, this very first seal uh, of, our, uh, of our government. Uh, the government seeks to control the behavior of its people rather than to act as an impartial referee of a free people. And, th and this is their idea here. And I, I actually had those, uh, 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 well, we looked at that in Exodus chapter number 14. A, free, a brand new free people going into a new world to establish a godly government.
that, that is what most of our Old Testament is based on, is that government of the people. So um, it has been said that, um, you know, the United States is looked at as a, um, what's the word they use for it, an ex experiment? Experiment of the, the experiment of the United States. Well, the United States wasn't an experiment. Our founding fathers had biblical principles to base our nation on. And this, again, is just proof that uh, when those founding fathers set out to make the very first seal of the uh, United States, they said, hmm, let's see, what would a bunch of rebels do? What, what would portray the image and get across rebels more than anything? There it is. We've got Moses at the Red Sea. Has, was anybody taught this in school? <laughs> we weren't taught this in school, were we? wonder why we weren't taught this in school. I was talking to someone this week, and, and this subject, sometimes when, when you're studying something, it's hard not to, it's just right there. <laughs> you just, you're thinking about it all, all week. And uh, I, I was talking to this lady, and she was, she was uh, an older lady, and she was talking about this generation. She said, I'm concerned about our generation. I said, me? She said, no, them that are younger than you. <laughs> I said, I'm younger than I look. <laughs> I had that conversation with one of the visitors this morning. She said, well, you might have went to school with my daughter. I said, I'm younger than I look. How old is she? She's 47. I said, yeah, I'm younger than I look. <laughs> and uh, so uh, she said, no, them, these young kids. And, uh, and, and I said, well, do you think it's because they conform too much? And she said, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. See, what we have today is, is a lot of teenagers in this younger generation, they think, they think they're rebels, but they're conforming to the ideas that are given to them, being fed to them. And your perception of being a rebel or a conformer is, depends on which side of the coin that you're on. Right? If you, now, if, if you look at this, if Britain looked at this, do you think they would say, oh, good, bloody good idea? <laughs> No, they'd say, you're right, you're a bunch of rebels. Because, and they're, refu they're referring to their rebellion to, those, to that British tyrants as obedience to God. So we, I read your lips. Is that a cuss word? Is it? <laughs> I didn't know that, sorry. <laughs> Cussing in church. <laughs> ah, sorry. Edit that out, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Uh, shame on me. <laughs> Kids don't say that. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, where in the world was I going with that? Now, yes, it depends. It depends on. It, it depends on. So when we when we look and we study uh, Jesus Christ going into the temple, we we realize that what they were doing was against. They were going against God. They were going against God's wishes, and, and they had Scripture to guide them and direct them. So was Jesus Christ being rebellious? Yeah, I guess to the institution, but uh, not to God. So uh, uh, whew, that went fast, didn't it? Uh, let's look at this. <laughs> uh, this can be seen daily in policies following uh, uh, executive uh, decisions. Now, this, this article is several years old, but again, we can see this uh, in our nation today. Uh, executive agencies that we've looked at in the past, EPA and, and this nationalized health care and everything like that. And on this side of the coin, we have some uh, Christians that will... Uh, 
refer to this as uh, the powers that be are ordained of God. Is that right? So are we supposed to go against the powers that God has ordained? Well, see, this is where the wisdom of our founding fathers come into play. What is the, ad, what is the ultimate authority that we have in the United States of America? Who, who is our king, per se? What? The people. That, that's the people. The wills, wishes of the people that is given to it by our Constitution. That, that, is, the, that is the law of the land. We, the people... And that's what's so amazing about this country and this, this experiment that we have here. Uh, the immediate aftermath of highly publicized tragedies. Now, this, this is, again, this is several years old, this article. Uh, Congress reaches a, a fevered pitch with politicians and pundits clamoring for action to prevent the next such tragedies. Have we not witnessed that this week? It's a knee-jerk reaction. So, uh, how many of you have a bump stock? How many of you wish you did now? They went from $189 on Monday. What was, you look like you're getting ready to say something. They're $1,250-ish some dollars now, if you can, if you can get them. And... Uh, I don't know how this is going to the Second Amendment. We'll, we'll go there just for a second. Who can tell me what the Second Amendment is for? Yeah. Protect us against tyranny. Uh, I, I, Joel saw this. Him and I got on a comment section this week. And I said that base, the gist of it is this, that that's the reason for the Second Amendment, and we ought to have anything. We ought to have what the government has. And um, Thomas Jefferson was actually, there's a written letter, I, sh I should have looked that up, uh, a written letter from, from a sh basically a shipping company to Thomas Jefferson that said this, hey, could you clarify this, the, the direct meaning of the Second Amendment uh, for us? Can we canonize our ships? And he wrote them back and said, absolutely, that's what the Second Amendment's for. What? The Second Amendment's supposed to be just for muskets, isn't it? Doesn't it say that in there? Muskets? Second Amendment, the people shall be, have the right to carry muskets. No, no, right to bear arms. And part of the wisdom of our founding fathers is that a protected people cannot be persecuted. Does anybody know the quote from a Japanese general why they didn't invade the mainland? Rifle behind every blade of grass. Do you know, I don't know if anybody's ever done this, like watch some YouTube videos about some guns or something and go on the comment section and look at Europeans and, and so forth and they cannot understand America's infatuation with firearms. And many of them will say that. I don't get you Americans and your guns. I don't get it. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand that. And they have terrorist attacks on a daily basis. We just barely hear about the big ones, barely. Don't, I'm going to go there again. <laughs> but that is, uh, that is part of the, 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 the reason that we don't in this country because we can protect ourselves. And not only that, not just ourselves from a burglar and not just ourselves from the government trying to take control. I've said it before and I cannot ever keep a straight face when I say it. But if the Canadians decide to invade... <laughs> We've got guns. We can protect ourselves from the Canadians, and that is the wisdom of our fathers because of that. 
and armed militia. And, and, and there, there are those that say, well, that just means a government militia. No, we are the militia of the United States. We are, we are the protection. So I, I thought that was interesting. And this is referring to the Gabriel Gifford uh, that was shot, um, what was that, five years ago or so. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, any number of politicians and pundits could be heard advocating for European-style limitations on the freedom of expression to enforce some undefined standard of civil discourse. And discussion in the uh, itself uh, highlighted the danger of such laws. Only speech can be uh, labeled hate speech, and that was uh, uh, left of or right of center. So we've had such... It's almost like it's a revolving wheels. Anybody notice that? It's just a, it's the same talking points and the same headlines just over and over. And that, I think, if I've got the wheel pattern down, that'll be the next one that we see. The hate speech will come back around. Because that I think that's right after guns, I think. <laughs> if I've got my pattern down, I think it's gun control. And then it's hate speech is the next click on the dial. And, and then it just keeps coming around full circle. And the reason why this is so important of a state's rights issue to bring it back to this, how many of you are forced to live in the state of Ohio? Nobody, you have a warrant for your, if you have a warrant out, if you have, let me clarify, if you don't have a warrant out, if, if you don't have a warrant, you are not forced to, to stay within 100 miles of your home. Uh, but you're, we're not forced to stay in Ohio. What does that mean? That means that if we get another rhino governor in the state of Ohio after John Kasich, let me jump on this little wagon too. We talk about politics. What are we talking about? We're talking about the policies of these people that we elect. They have a platform and a soapbox, and they say, this is what I stand for. So we vote them according to the policies that they stand for. And if they change those policies midterm, shame on them, resign. And that's what we're, that's what we're witnessing before our very eyes. And we've got uh, a year and one more month of Ohio policy change. And I'm con you guys might want to move back to Michigan before this thing's said and done with. I don't know what this guy's going to do. It's every week he's coming out and and politicking for a independent run, a democratic run. I don't know what he's trying to do. Um, but if, if your policies deviate from the thoughts and the ideas of the people that elected you, uh, time step down. You, you don't, that's not the policies that we elected to vote you on. I'm done with that. <clears throat> so aside from the obvious constitutional illegitimacies of government mandating behavior, the reality is that there are laws that are often based on little more then public, here it is, perception. Public perception, and that's what we're talking about when we're talking about rebels and uh, which side of the coin you are. Myth or raw political ambition, they don't make sense and they don't achieve the desired re results. Basically just finger pointing and division. And I'll admit probably uh, I have the tendency to cause division. Anybody kind of see that or agree with that? <clears throat> because I do have such strong beliefs, and the reason I do is, is the same conversation I was having with this uh, uh, lady this week about the generation that we have is so conforming. Um, 
because I think we have the view that rebels are evil. That flag with the snake on it, that's, eh, that's mean. Christy even said, you're not hanging that up outside the church, are you? I said, no. Thought of, I guess we could. We could. What? It's raining. We got another spot. It's, it's raining, though. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we look at things like that, and because we don't know, because we've not been taught, we've not investigated, we've not studied the reason behind it, we just think, well, gosh, that's like ultra-conservative and, and so on and so forth. But when I dug into that this week and realized, I think it's just because we think of snakes, we don't like snakes, right? If it was like maybe a, a porcupine, you wouldn't want to step on one of them. Maybe it's a porcupine. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I, one of the second flags that we had as a nation was a pine tree. I, f- I forget. Check, check that out, too. Before we had, what was, what is it? Vermont, yes, pine tree, yeah. That was, that was another flag that's close contention, whether it was the first or that one was first. And uh, that'll make all the tree huggers happy. But uh, so, so I think it's our uh, perception of what rebellion is. We, we look at conformity as, oh, it's good. That, that child is conforming. Or that's, that we, want, we send our kids to what? Conform school, is that right? What, what is it? Reform school. Thank you. Reform school. Fix them. They're broke. We've got to get them fixed. Reform school. Um, so we, we think of conforming as good. I don't know that I want, I, know, I don't think, I know I don't want my kids to conform to this present world. I, I don't want my kids to conform to the ideas that are being blasted across the news media today. I want to raise some rebels. But I don't want them to rebel against God. Make sense? See, see how this message can be kind of construed and the IRS could really attack us? <laughs> I want my kids to not rebel against the U.S. Constitution. I want them to uphold it and obey it and see it for what it is. Uh, I, I, and I don't think anybody can argue this. It is a beautiful document with our founding fathers that had biblical views in mind and even with the setup of our branches of government, our three branches of government that had equal power, none was stronger than the other, where do you think, where do you think that idea came across? Hmm. I think that would maybe come from the triune Godhead, three that are equal and have the same amount of power and none is stronger than the other, but they're all important, judicial, executive, and legislative. I think they probably got that from the Bible too. Um, so as, uh, oh, here, here it is, this, this is another one. In wake of the shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, uh, I hate to call out political parties, but Democrats once again usurped America's Second Amendment rights with sweeping gun control legislation. Nothing in the legislation would have prevented Newtown from occurring, yet pol- pol- uh, pol- politicians fought hard to pass after f- failing to enact a new series of gun control measures. Many in Congress have turned to another uh, scapegoat, which is a video game. So, this upset me. I, you would think your redneck preacher would be uh, an NRA life member. I'm not. I'm too tight. <laughs> it seems like whenever they run their specials, we don't have the extra money to sign up. How many of you are NRA members? You guys are life members, aren't you? Life members. You got you. you t- it's up to you two. You got to write the letter. They won't listen to me. I'm not a member. They'll look through their things. Say, I don't care what he thinks. 
<laughs> this is a really nice duffel bag they offered one time. I still couldn't afford it. Uh, the the NRA Thursday. Well, they, they let the dust settle. You know where I'm going with this. The NRA Thursday sent a letter to the ATF and said, perhaps you should review the laws on bump stocks. What is that doing? It's just opening the door. It's opening the door. Um, another conversation I had this week, because I w it was Thursday, and I just read that article at work, and I'm like, listen to this, get a load of this. It was the concrete truck driver. <laughs> I'm working and sweating, and he's standing there. I thought I'd at least have a conversation with him. Um, I broke into gun control and finished it with Jesus. Ain't that what you're supposed to do? But anyway, uh, uh, he said, well, yeah, of course, of course they are. Of course they're going to do that. And I said, why? He said, membership's down since last November. I thought, huh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. You'd think that would upset people, wouldn't you? I don't know if they intended for that letter that they sent to be kind of subservient and quiet and under the door, or I don't know if that got leaked out or what, but uh, I don't know if, I don't know what happened there, but he said membership's down since November. Gun sales are down. You know what you can get an assault rifle 15 for nowadays? You can get an assault rifle 15 for just a little over 400 bucks now. They're not assault rifle 15s, they're AR-15s. Uh, so gun sales are down, and I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of these companies are feeling it. So I didn't have my foil hat on. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, but anyway, so Rebels. Um, and and I, I think Keith, Keith thinks that he might be, he's doing pretty good. So he might be up and at him next week, and, and if, he, if he's not, we'll look again. It's more of the Rebel army. Now again, another preface, I, I'm not standing up for slavery. I think slavery is wrong. I don't think, uh, well, I know not that man was made to be free. Our Constitution says that man was to be free, and even that was a contentious error. But what those guys, um, which they actually used that snake on a red and white striped flag um, at one point, was this, that the federal government cannot overexceed its bounds over the states. Um, and, and you remember Keith talking about the Corwin Doctrine. If he doesn't go into that, if he's not able to go into that next week, we'll look at that Corwin Doctrine and why that will um, disregard a lot of the, a lot of the uh, perception, there it is again, that the Civil War was fought over slavery. Um, because that's what I, I know all of us have been brought up and taught that that was the case. So. Um, but that's, that's one of the reasons why the state's rights issue is so important, and especially in our day when we've got uh, these gun control issues that are coming up, homosexual marriage, uh, 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 hate speech, that's next on our clicker, I, I know it is, and uh, so forth. So uh, we're Buckeyes and proud of it. I just wish we had somebody better in Columbus, but we'll... We'll see how that goes. I, I'll admit, I haven't until recently began, you know, I, I know during the election we all pray for God's will to be in our election, but I have begun pretty fervently here the last couple of weeks praying for our governor. I, 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 I ridicule him a lot, <clears throat> but uh, we, we should pray for our governor. I mean, you know, uh, the heart of the king is is in God's hands. So, uh, and, and next uh, November... Uh, we'll, we'll receive a new governor of the state of Ohio because uh, Kasich will term out uh, this November. So uh, we've got a year to find out 
um, what the state of Ohio is looking for in a governor. So, hmm, what do you think? Yes, and it seems like they they throw that up just about every year. They don't get their way, and uh, they they try to rearrange. It's just a arrangement game, um, and we'll, so we should vote on that in the spring if that's the case. Shouldn't I think we do? I, I if that's yeah. So we, I, yeah, you're right. We should probably see that on the ballot this this spring if our area is affected. It, you only vote on it if your area is affected. So. No. Right. Yeah. I don't think so either because we just, I think we just voted on that a couple of years ago, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I think we just voted on it maybe two years ago before the presidential election for. Uh, just what are we 60 what's what's Clinton Highland what district is that it, it, yeah it, it potentially could and those usually show up right after a census which is would be uh, 11 I think 2011 was the census that would have probably been on the docket there 13 or 14 but yeah I agree that, that might probably be something that'll come up there'll be Debating that and jockeying those lines around to try to swing it. Yep. Yeah. F exciting, fun times. Ah, nothing's new under the sun. There is a. Um, that was that's, turned down last week. Well, that, that's actually being rediscussed again. Oh. Gerrymandering is up. They're looking at that again, and there's one other one that they. I just. There's something coming up. There's a gun. There's a gun thing. There's a gun thing coming up. I think. Put your foil hats on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's pray, and uh, we'll get out of here. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us this evening, Lord. And, um, Lord, we, we know that it is better to obey you than man. And, um, Lord, I would rather be a, a rebel in man's eyes and obedient in yours, uh, Lord, for every second of my life. But, Lord, I know there's times that uh, I'm rebellious to you, and for those times I just pray that... Uh, uh, you'll correct me and each and every one of us when those happen. Uh, Lord, we pray for our country. Um, <clears throat> Lord, even though uh, it's never a time to relax and, and never a time to uh, think that, that it's going uh, the way that it should, Lord, we know that this world will wax worse and worse. And uh, Lord, we're, 
uh, concerned that the nation that, that our children will be raised up in, and uh, I know that they won't have the same country that, that I have today, and uh, we pray for that. We pray for our governor's race, uh, Lord, next fall, and uh, we pray for our governor that we currently have. Lord, we just pray that uh, you would uh, work on his heart, Lord, and uh, just pray that it would be according to your will. And, uh, Lord, we, uh, we thank you again still for the, the day that we had yesterday. We thank you for the visitors that we had this morning. And, uh, Lord, we just uh, praise you for that. Lord, we think of uh, uh, those that are on our prayer list. We think of Brother Keith and uh, uh, Megan's friend, Lindsay, and uh, the girl that we talked to yesterday uh, with uh, MRI coming up this week. And uh, for uh, Paula's brother-in-law at the hospital, we just pray that uh, you would... Uh, your hand of protection, Lord, and your uh, uh, healing would come upon them, and uh, Lord, that you would just show your strong, yourself strong on their behalf. And Lord, we pray that you would watch over us this week as uh, we go out here in the world, and I uh, pray that you would uh, bring us back Wednesday, and uh, for these uh, exciting things to come uh, in our midweek service, and we pray that you do that in Jesus' name, amen.